0: Buenos Dias Amigos! Today we are going to talk about one of the most influential books that has ever helped my wife and I uh, get to where we are right now. Which I want to say where we are right now, we are happy with because we should always be grateful with where we are. But this is not where we are going to end up. Uh, This book by Jack Canfield is incredible. Uh, It's a culmination of kind of everything that he learned throughout his life and being in positions and around people that were highly, highly successful. Um, The lineage essentially went from Napoleon Hill to his mentor and then his mentor, which I, I, I feel so bad that I'm forgetting his name right now, but it'll come to me later, right to Jack Canfield. So let's start. And like all of my podcasts, for the most part, they're completely unedited. So you might hear some pauses, you might hear some, some and stuff like that, but that's just how it is. So the first principle, in my opinion, is the absolute most important principle, and that is because (laughs) it is taking 100% responsibility for your life. Jim Rohn said, you must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the seasons, or the wind, but you can change yourself. So many times on this podcast, we get pretty deep into the weeds of finances and the economy and politics and all of the crazy stuff that really as individuals, we have a very difficult time changing. But what we can change is ourself. And if you really start to pay attention to people, uh, even talking to people at the grocery store, the gas station, wherever, you can kind of pick out the people who take responsibility for their life and those who blame things on others. Now, yes, sometimes things that happen are other people's faults. But what we mean by taking 100% responsibility for your life means That you're going to include the level of your achievements, the results that you produce, the quality of your relationships, uh, the state of your health and fitness, your income, your debts, your feelings, all of this. And that's because if you really break it all down, look at the level of your achievements. If you have not achieved what you want to achieve, that is your fault. And that's okay. Uh, You just haven't taken the steps or learned the things that you need to learn in order to get the a level of achievement that you're looking for, or the results that you produce. Now that could be financial, that could be anything. Uh, let's take it you know, from the physical perspective. If you are overweight and unhealthy, it is because of choices that you have made along the way. Now that doesn't mean that we may have been taught the wrong thing. We may be doing something that some so-called expert told us to do and it's the wrong thing, but ultimately we chose to listen to that expert. Ultimately, we chose to put that Twinkie in our mouth. Ultimately, we chose not to work out. So from the physical fitness standpoint, from a health standpoint, it is our fault. Our income, you know, you you possibly could have gone to more school or not gone to school or chose a different route or started a business or Said no to that low-paying job and held out for that higher-paying job. You could have negotiated a bigger, uh, a bigger rate. Uh, your debts, you know, I, I'm a big believer in debt in things that produce cash flow, and not in things that don't produce cash flow. Now I'm not perfect there. Uh, we we have two items right now that don't produce ash flow, uh, <laughs> ash flow, <laughs> cash flow. And, uh, that's my fault. Um, not super proud of it, but there were things that I wanted. And then as soon as we got them, I was kind of like, Hey, that was, you know, kind of goes against some of the things that that I teach. Uh, and that's okay. I can be a little bit hypocritical and learn for myself. Uh, and here's the tough one, our feelings. This one's tough for me because sometimes when it's just a bad day, I'm like, this isn't my fault. It's a bad day because of all of these outside circumstances woke up today and the heater in the garage wasn't working. And I was like, dang it, days starting out like this. And then I go, wait a second, we have a heater in our garage. It might not be working right now, but we're pretty lucky to have a heater in the garage. So those sort of things. Uh, Sometimes we blame our parents, our bosses, our friends, the media, coworkers, clients, spouses, the weather, the economy, our lack of money or anyone that we can pin the blame on. But we never really put the blame back on ourselves. Does the weather really change what we're doing? No. Does the economy really change what we're doing? Eh, Maybe if you have money in a 401k, but if you've actually taken responsibility and put your finances into your own hands, then no. Do our coworkers really matter? Uh, No, unless we're trying to have a good relationship with them. Friends, bosses, media, none of it matters. None of it. It all comes down to you and your personal responsibility and taking 100% responsibility for everything. Now I said the name would come to my mind. Napoleon Hill knew a guy named W. Clement Stone and W. Clement Stone was the guy who was the self-made millionaire worth like $600 million that became Jack Canfield's mentor. And it was really interesting. They used to call him an inverse paranoid. So where a lot of us are like, oh, the world is out to do me bad. W. Clement Stone was out there saying the world is out to do me good. What is the world going to do to me today that is good? Very interesting. Very cool stuff. You have to give up all of your excuses. There are no excuses. Are you fat and you can't climb a mountain? Yep. And that excuse is gone. You can now eat better food, and you can start hiking, and you'll be able to climb that mountain. 99% of all failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. That's a quote by George Washington Carver, who is a chemist who discovered over 325 uses for the peanut. I am very, very grateful for this man because peanut butter exists because of him. You choose to act as if, and that's all that is required, to act as if. Fake it till you make it is an absolutely true principle that we can all learn from, and it is so incredibly important. In this book, he talks about a formula called E plus R equals O, which is event plus response equals outcome. So you can blame the event, the E, for your lack of results, Oh, but if you take responsibility, then that event can happen. You can respond in a certain way to have a different outcome. So it says you can instead simply change your response to the events the way things are until you get the outcome that you want. So let's say a bill collector calls and they go, Hey, you're late on your payment. Well, that's an event. What is our response to that? All oh, that freaking bill collector called me and I don't have the money to pay for it and I can't do this. So Then we have a poor outcome. Or you talk to that bill collector and you say, hey, I'm going through some rough times right now. I'm really working on it. I'm actually going to sell a few things. Can you please give me an extra month on this? Work with them. Sell some things. Get where you need to be. Ask for a raise. Start a business. Do whatever you need to do the outcome is going to be very, very, very different. Everything that you experience today is a result of the choices that you have made in the past. So that's both internally and externally. And it's how we have responded to a previous event. So in this book and, and this whole podcast, I want to give complete 100% Um, uh, credit to Jack Canfield for writing this. He talks about event, you're given a $400 bonus, and your response is you go and spend it a night on the town. Outcome, you're still broke. Event, you're given $400 bonus, you invested in a mutual fund, and you have now increased your net worth. You only have control over three things in your life, the thoughts that you think, the images that you visualize, and the actions that you take, such as your behavior. So that is taking 100% responsibility and really making sure that we are going and moving in the right direction. The day you change your responses is the day that your life will get better. You have to believe that something better exists. And when we do that and we take responsibility, we can find those things that give us a better life. You can definitely hop out there and find a better job. You can hop out there and you can find more money. You can live in a nicer house. You can live in a better neighborhood. You can eat healthier food. Uh, But all of these things require you to take responsibility and for you to change. Uh, One of the things that we don't trust is our gut feeling. We try to go so much off of being analytical. Now, my wife and I have a very good relationship. Um, So I don't even want to say but in this regard, but so I'm going to say and we have a really good relationship. And lately, I've noticed uh, a lot of questioning, like, hey, I have this idea. And then there's a lot of questions. Now, she's very smart. And she's trying to figure out if it's a good idea and everything. But I personally go mostly off of gut feeling. Hey, I feel this, we need to do this. And if it doesn't work out, then I've made the wrong decision and I can learn from it. So trusting your gut feeling. By the way, zero knock on Kira. She is one of the smartest people that I know, one of the best people that I know in general. So good with people, so good with friends, so good relation- with relationships, so good with business. That woman is my world. She's incredible. I adore her in every way. And every chance I get, I will make out with that woman. So <clears throat> you can do so many things if you take personal responsibility. You can learn to eat healthier food. You can say no to many things that pop up in your life. You can find a better job. You can go back to school and uh, uh, pursue your dream. Now, that does not mean that you need to go back to formal education. You could go get a trade school degree. You could hop online. You could listen to podcasts. Get an education. You could take better care of your possessions. You can reach out for help. You can ask others to assist. You can take development classes Uh, there's so much that you can do. And if you find yourself in a situation that you don't like, you either need to make it work or you need to leave that situation. But this also takes making a decision to be 100% responsibility for all the different parts of your life. Now we're going to spend a lot of time on this chapter because it's so important. And we're definitely not going to go through all the chapters in the book, But successful people face facts squarely and part of the way that they can do that is that fact comes in and they go, okay, what have I done wrong in this situation? So sometimes in business, we'll have things pop up and there's like, an employees like, hey, I've got this problem. This is happening. This, I immediately go to what have I done to allow this to happen? And when it right definitely comes down to it. There is something that I've done, not making a, a right decision somewhere, not putting in the right system, something along those lines that make it to where it ultimately was my fault that that happened. Now that's good because then I'm not out there blaming employees. I'm not out there blaming clients. I'm not out there blaming coaches. I'm blaming myself so that we can fix the system. I am in control and I can make things happen, and I can feel great as long as I'm taking responsibility. Like we said before, the current life that you live is a result of your past thoughts and actions. So I actually wrote a note in this book, and uh, I'm just going to read it out loud. I don't even know what it says. It says, Tyler, let's start acting as if. Start right now. Let's act like a successful businessman and a millionaire entrepreneur. So it's funny, when I read books, I try to make notes. So it's always fun to kind of go back and and read what they are. It's okay to slow down and to pay attention. Pay attention to what things are going on. Don't make those really snappy, quick decisions. It's okay to stop and think. And that's where my wife, Kira, is really good. She, She can stop and think. Me, I'm more emotional. I'm like, hey, I wanna do this, let's do it. If it's the right decision, let's do it. But you can always find, if you're making the right decisions, by looking at your results. If your house is messy, then you can change that. If you're not making enough sales in your business, then you can change that. You need to ask yourself, how am I creating or allowing this to happen? What am I doing that's working that I need to do more of? Should I be doing more practicing? Should I be meditating? Should I be delegating, trusting, listening, asking questions, keeping my eye on the ball? advertising saying I love you hugging your spouse more or your significant other controlling my carbohydrate intake working out am I staying up too often am I gossiping am I putting other people down am I drinking too much am I eating too much sugar am I spending too much money am I watching too much tv these are all great questions that you can take responsibility on and you can change almost immediately now practice makes perfect right well, I heard that and then I heard this other thing the other day that says practice makes better. Doesn't make perfect. Practice makes better, and I like that because we it is tough to be perfect. Do more of what is working and do less of what isn't. And then try new behaviors so that you can produce better results. And it's really easy to see because results don't lie. You are either rich or you are not. You are either in good relationships or you are not. You're either waking up happy or you're not. You're either going to sleep soundly or you're not. So pay attention. Change what needs to change. Principle two is be clear why you are here. Elizabeth Ross, which is an MD, a medical doctor, said, learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in life has a purpose. That silence within ourself is so difficult. That's why meditation can be so incredibly powerful and it is so hard to do. We are addicted to our thoughts. We are addicted to our minds. We are addicted to letting those things lead to actions in our life and we cannot just take the time to sit there and let our mind be blank. Learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself. That is so incredibly powerful. When we can do that, then we can really start to learn to be clear why we are here. We need to take the time to understand what we are here to do and pursue that with passion and enthusiasm. Moving a little bit away from, from this, but just into that Japanese term that I talk about all the time called ikigai, it's finding your passion, what you're good at, what the world needs and what makes you money. If you can put those things together, oh magic happens. So what were you put on this earth to do? When we act in alignment with our true purpose, all of our our actions automatically serve others. And that's where ikigai gets so cool, is when you can mend those things together. We're now adding value to the entire world and the world just becomes such a better place so asking your why why are you doing what you're doing if you're working at a gas station as a cashier there is nothing wrong with that at all if you're passionate about it you're good at it it's making you money and you're serving the world that is perfectly fine i love Earl Nightingale said that the definition of success is the stay-at-home mom that is a stay-at-home mom because she wants to be, and she's good at it. It's the salesman that wants to be a salesman, is passionate about his product, and is good at it and adding value to the world. That's what's important. It's finding that why. You don't get – Well, you don't want to get to the top of a ladder only to find out that it is leaning against the wrong wall. So you're doing all this work. You're going to school. You're getting the college degree. You're doing everything you're supposed to do just to get to the top and go, huh, this isn't what I wanted out of life. Now, some personal experience here. I was a paramedic and a firefighter for 10 years, and I don't regret any of that time. Worked with some absolutely amazing people, Uh, I I loved my job. Um, Don't regret the time. But it was interesting because I started out as an EMT. And then from that, I became a firefighter. And then from an EMT, I became a paramedic. And from a paramedic, I became a critical care paramedic, which was a a flight paramedic certification and uh, became a captain at our fire department. So in a a leadership position over, over a shift. And there were so three shifts, three captains. Um, And I did, I did love my job, but it was funny because when we're talking about climbing to the top of a ladder, finding out that we're up against the wrong wall, although I was happy, I was lacking something. I was lacking some passion. Once I got to the top, the, the fun was getting there. And then I got to the top of that ladder and I go, man, I sure wish I was on that other wall or I wish I was on that other mountain. There's also nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're going to school and you're getting a degree and you find out this isn't what I want, that's okay. You just learned that you don't want to do that. That is perfectly fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. So finding why you're here is important. And sometimes that means making mistakes. As long as you're taking 100% responsibility for those mistakes and you're not blaming it on somebody else. Figure out what you want to do as young as you can and then organize your life around that, trying to figure out how to make a living at it. That's a quote from Pat Williams, who's a senior vice president of the Orlando Magic uh, basketball team, or at least he was. He's, he's written 36 books. He's a professional speaker, and I love that. Figure out what you want to do at the youngest age possible and then figure out how to design your life around those things. Super important. Find your why. Find that part of your guy That rhymed like a poet. So you need to decide what you want. Decide what you want. The indispensable first step of getting the things that you want out of life is this, decide what you want. That's from actor Ben Stein. He's an actor and an author. And although that sounds like such a simple quote, it's pretty complicated. So we all want these things. And now I say we, I'm just talking in general. What do people want? well, they want a nice house. They want stability. They'd like a nice car. Well, okay. Those are the things you want. Well, now how do you get there? You've decided what you want. Now you got to go deeper. You have to decide what you want, which means that you have to decide what you want to do and what you want to be and what you truly want to have. So what does success look like to you? It could be a home, it could be health, it could be a bank account, it could be assets, it could be relationships, it could be business, it could be your annual income, it could be cars, it could be uh, calling within your church, it could be giving a certain amount of, cha- um, amount of money out to charity. You really have to decide what you want, and I can tell you from a little bit of experience, we had a couple of really good years, and um, I had a lot of things that I physically wanted. I had some possessions, And I promise you those did not make me happy. I was actually blown away. I was like, what the crap? I have these things, and they did not help me to become happy. What did I truly want? I wanted fulfillment. I wanted happiness. I wanted purpose. Those things didn't end up mattering. It says in here, if you want to reown your power and get what you really want out of life, you will have to stop saying, I don't know. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. He even says, or the current favorite of teenagers, whatever. When you are confronted with a choice, no matter how small or insignificant, act as if you have a preference because you do, you do have a preference. You can always make a decision. Ask yourself, if I did know, what would it be? If I did care, what would I prefer? If it did matter, what would I rather do? Not being clear about what you want and making other people's needs and desires more important than your own is simply a habit. So someone told me once that they are a recovering people pleaser and that really resonated with me because sometimes we just don't do things that are for ourselves because we truly don't know what we want now i'm not going to drop names here but there was a guy once that told me you know that you can't make a living and support your family owning a rock climbing wall right and i was young and i didn't want to argue so i just said oh oh yeah 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 i've i've got plans uh, other than that i didn't that was my that was my last resort i had burned the other bridges i had one One real thing that I wanted to do, and that was to be successful at business and add value to others. What often stops people from expressing their true desire is they don't think that they can make a living doing what they love, and that is just untrue. I would go so far to say that there is not one thing that exists out there that you cannot make money doing. But that also means that you need to believe that it is possible. The number one problem that keeps people from winning in the United States is the lack of belief in themselves. That was from Arthur L. Williams. He was the founder of A.L. Williams Insurance Company, uh, which was sold to Prime America for $90 million in 1989. Napoleon Hill once said, Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. And he said it in this awesome... Uh, kind of high-pitched, whiny voice. Whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. In fact, the mind is such a powerful instrument that it can deliver literally anything you want. But you have to believe that it is possible and then start to act as if and in alignment with those thoughts. You get what you expect. There are several studies that have been done on whether you get what you expect or not. In fact, Dr. Uh, Huberman, Andrew Huberman, that runs the Huberman Labs podcast, just barely talked about this experiment where they were giving people uh, the same milkshake, but in one, they said, hey, this is a super unhealthy milkshake. It's going to be really bad for you, but it's going to taste really good. I'd like you to eat this milkshake. We're going to do blood labs before and blood labs after, and we're going to see what happens They did the exact same milkshake to somebody else. And they said, this is an extremely healthy smoothie and it's, uh, it's going to help your blood markers. It's going to help your mood. It's so good for you. Interestingly enough, the same milkshake produced different results in these people's bodies. Some people's sugar spiked, some people's A1C went up or down. Um, I don't know how deeper they went than, than glucose and insulin levels, but it changed due to their belief. Napoleon Hill also said, You can be anything you want to be if you believe with sufficient conviction and act in accordance with your faith. For whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. It's really interesting. There's a a really cool story of uh, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Tug McGraw. This is the father of legendary uh, singer Tim McGraw. And he struck out batter Willie Wilson to earn the Phillies' 1980 World Cup title. Uh, Sports Illustrated captured an awesome image of the elation on the pitcher's mound, which few people knew that was played out exactly how McGraw had planned it. He had conditioned his brain every single day in his backyard. He had a reputation of being a positive thinker and it had begun seven years earlier during the New York Mets 1973 National League Championship season when Tug coined the phrase, you gotta believe, during one of the team's meetings. The Mets team in the last, in last place uh, in the division in August went on to win the National League pennant and reached Game 7 of the World Series where they finally succumb to the Oakland A's. Another example of him always being optimistic with the you gotta believe attitude was the time when a spokesman for the Little League said, Tug McGraw said, kids should learn autographing baseballs. This is a skill that is often overlooked in Little League. And I totally agree. How cool would it be to make those kids feel so good knowing that we care And that we want to see them succeed, that they start to believe in themselves. Sooner or later, those who win are those who actually think they can. This is a quote from Richard Bach. Pretty interesting stuff. Very, very interesting book. We're not going to go much further than this. We're about 30 minutes in, uh, but we're just going to talk about one more, and that is continuing on with Believing in Yourself. Max Lucado, which is a best-selling author, said, You weren't an accident. You weren't mass-produced. You aren't on an assembly line product. You weren't deliberately planned. I mean, possibly your parents planned you, but uh, you are specifically gifted and lovingly positioned on the earth by a master craftsman. And you have to believe that. Even if you are an atheist, there is no way that you can believe that we are all here just by chance in the circumstances that we are in. The statistical probability of that is so small that there is something pulling the strings, and that something, whether it is divine intervention or it is your mind that is producing vibrations that go out into the universe and connect with all, something is helping it all, and believing in yourself is one of those. Believing that you are capable will make things happen. Believing in yourself is a choice. The past is the past, so your choices that you make today will create your future. You must choose to believe that you can do anything that you set your mind to, and that is anything. If you go into something halfway, it's halfway. You've got to jump, dive, fall in, go for it. If you assume in favor of yourself and act as if it is possible, then you will do the things necessary that bring about the result. That is probably one of the most important parts. When you start to believe, then you start to act in a way that it will start to happen. Henry Ford said, I'm looking for a lot of men who have an infinite capacity to know what can't be done. And there is a pretty cool story. I don't think it's in this book, but he wanted the V8 engine and told all of his engineers what he wanted. And they said, ah, it's not possible. We can't do that. And he said, I don't care. Do it anyways. A year later, they come to him and they go, hey, we just can't get this done. And he said, okay, you've tried a lot of ways. Keep going. I don't care. Make this happen. Eventually, the V8 motor was created and is one of the most popular motors of the day. So a little more sports story. It's all about attitude. So baseball great Ty Cobb was 70 and a reporter asked him, what do you think you'd hit if you were playing these days? Cobb had an average lifetime batting average of 364. He said about 290, maybe 300. And the reporter said, that's because of the travel, the night games, the artificial turf, and all the pitches like the slider, right? And Cobb said, no, it's because I'm 70. Cobb obviously believed in himself. And I don't want you guys to think that you need a college degree in order to be successful. There are certain things that you need a college degree for, but don't believe that you need to go to college just to be successful. I know plenty of people with a college degree that are extremely unsuccessful because they thought that that college degree would make them successful, when in reality, it is your continuing education, it is your attitude, it is your willingness to learn and grow and fail that is going to make you successful. Now, obviously, there's some professions like being a doctor or a lawyer or possibly an engineer or certain things like that, that you do, you need to get a degree and go through the steps because that's how society is set up. But believing in yourself is far more important than traditional schooling, knowledge and training and untraditional uh, schooling is completely sufficient. If you're taking 100% responsibility for your actions and you're learning from your, your mistakes 20% of Americans millionaires never set foot in college. 21 of the 220, now this book was written a little while ago, so these numbers are going to be different, but 21 of the 222 Americans listed as billionaires in 2003 never got college diplomas and two never even finished high school. So there's two billionaires out there, probably more now, that never even finished high school. Now, I'm not saying not to finish high school, please go finish high school, but it is not a requirement for success. Society tells us certain things, and I am all about breaking social norms. And remember that what others think about you is none of your business. Stop worrying about what people think and follow your heart. There's a a guy named Dr. Daniel Amen, and he has something called the 80-40-60 rule. And I love this so much. When you're 18, you worry about what everyone is thinking about you. When you're 40, You don't give a crap what he says, darn. You don't give a darn what anybody thinks about you. And when you're 60, you realize that no one's been thinking about you the entire time. So surprise, surprise. Guys, I definitely recommend this book. We only talked about the first few chapters. We talked about taking responsibility of your life, being clear why you're here, deciding what you want, believing what is possible, believing in yourself, the next chapters are becoming an inverse paranoid. Like I said, W. Clement Stone, unleash the power of gold setting, goal setting, Go- ooh, gold setting though. I kind of like that with uh, how the current economy is going, do some gold setting, uh, chunk it down. Success leaves clues, release the brakes, see what you want, get what you see, act as it as if, take action, just lean into it, experience the fear and take action anyways, be willing to pay the price, ask, 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 rejection. Reject rejection. Use feedback to your advantage. This book is just full of such good stuff. It has completely, completely changed my life. In fact, I'm going to start listening to it again today because um, as time goes on, things definitely go up and down and up and down. And I've focused a lot lately on um, obscure subjects like the weird UFO phenomenon that, that has been presenting itself, which is probably just the government. Uh, with all of their secret projects, but Jack Canfield, thank you so much for everything that you've done for me. Uh, The success principles, how to get from where you are to where you want to be is definitely a book that I would recommend. Please go out and get it. Um, Jack Canfield is the co-creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul, and he wrote this book with Janet Switzer. Harvey Mackey said, if you could only read one book this year, You have this book in your hands and it's talking about the success principles by Jack Canfield. You guys, I want all of my friends and family and future friends and listeners and really all of humanity to be as absolutely successful as possible. I believe that we can disagree on many subjects, but we should be able to have good conversations and uh, meet good people and be friends with everybody and help each other to succeed. So please make that a priority. Let me know if you've read The Success Principles. Please get your hand on a copy of it, or you could even listen to it on Audible, which is probably how I'll start it today. Uh, Have a great day. Love all of you guys, and we will chat soon.